they also realized at how much these people are actually training, right? So they, they, they broke it down as well. So a lot of these people are doing so much training, right? Like, you know, I've had conversations with some of my own personal clients who sometimes do two days or they're in here seven days a week and they're constantly training. They don't allow themselves to recover, no. right? So which results in injury, right? And then uh, you can't come to the gym. So then, you know, like there's obviously this whole chemical reaction that's going on when yeah. you don't come in, uh, cortisol levels go up, how was, yeah, you eat and, and even uh, that, affects like, that. Even if you don't get injured, you're, it, you can go, 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 and then you'll under-recover and you'll have a hormonal down-regulation, right. which is going to cause your body not to burn fat. It's going to actually cause your body to store fat. Yo, you gotta go see it though. Have you I'm seen just, the original? I'm just not into uh, like those those kind of movies. Why? Um, I don't know. Like it, like it doesn't it doesn't entertain me. Like I like uh, <laughs> because it's a horror movie. I don't know. Just like the whole, it's it's different, right? Like if I watch, I can watch really dark movies, right? Like like The Dark Knight or you know what I mean? Like but that's when they, action. It's it's action, but like how they. I mean, when you watch that movie and like yeah, you really pay up. attention to like the acting and yeah. and I've watched like interviews on on how uh, Heath Ledger like performed for that or how he uh, prepared for that role. Yeah, he was on like a it, you know he took Batman to a really really dark place. Yeah, you know what I mean. And same with like you know Bane and stuff like that. So Bane I, I, I I appreciate when when darkness comes to to certain movies. Um, but like, if it's just like about, you know, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie or, you know what I mean? Like the ring. Yeah, I thought that was a great movie. Texas yeah. Chainsaw. Cause it was real. The ring. Yeah. So, stupid. so I like, I like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I like things that were like based on like a true story as right. fucked up as they are. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But you know, like the Stephen King stuff, like I just don't, I just don't get into it. I think, I think for me it's because. I, who's, I was talking to somebody and I said I'd never seen it and they were like what the fuck yeah. You I mean it, yeah it's a classic right Right. so I went and watched it and uh, I thought it was just kind of whatever like it wasn't that great right? right but it's also really really fucking old so yeah. I understand when like, I saw the old one yeah but I understand too like 30 years ago if you saw that growing up it was probably freaky yeah but the way they made this clown in this movie dude it's just on a different level. Right. But you can imagine like what they can do with graphics right. and everything now and that right. the story is more in depth about the kids and their personal fears and everything. Just right. like it's yeah. fucked up. And you watch like so you know how I'm just gonna give this part away because I just don't care, but you, you remember in the You beginning, do that for every movie, do you realize that? <laughs> Sorry, <let's laughs> it's just... a spoiler alert every time. So you know uh, you know Fast forward home before you say it, fast yeah. forward through this about two minutes before yeah. you, you listen to this because yeah. he's I'm gonna spoil it. I just wanna spoil Go one ahead. part. So you know, you know the part where the kid gets taken into the drain by the the clown. Okay. At the at the, yeah. uh, the original. Yeah. So that scene in this one is so much more in depth and like grew like gruesome. So like he's talking to the kid, and the way the the new actor's voice of the clown is fucking creepy. But instead of just like the kid disappearing, he fucking bites the kid's arm off. There's like blood everywhere, and he drags the fucking kid into the drain. Jesus Christ. Dude, it's, it's on a different level. Because <laughs> the other one, it was like, oh, where'd the kid go? Oh, he right, has to win right. the drain. Dude. 
It's fucking crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I might watch it. Like, uh, I think you should watch it just because it's such a... Like, it's one of yeah, those movies, I, like... Yeah, because I watched the first one, yeah. and I was like, this is dumb as fuck. Yeah, the first one was dumb. Uh, but, you know, I, I might check this one out just because it's a classic. And, I, and, and every time they've been, like, remaking movies, I feel like it's been... It's, it's almost been better, right? Yeah. Um... Like the, the the Batman movies now are a lot better than they were. Like you know the with the the one with Michael Keaton in in eighty nine, yeah. and then the ones in the nineties with uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, I fucking uh, how am I fucking forgetting? He his was name? great, huh? He was great too. What do you mean he was great? He was a good actor. Oh oh yeah, he's still a great actor. George Clooney. Yeah, yeah, yeah George yeah, Clooney. Yeah. Um, but that was and that was like if you look at that compared to now. It was so much not like it's so much darker now. Yeah. When George Clooney was doing it, there was Robin yeah. and like it was still it was more like cartoony. Yeah. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger was fucking Mr. Freeze, right. which was dope. But yeah, dude, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a great actor. Yeah. People hate on him, but the dude is a great yeah. fucking actor. Uh, Have you watched the New Gotham series? So I just finished I season three. Is it dude, dope? So it's, I haven't dude, watched it yet. And that's where I was going. Is like it's not this on Netflix, series. Though. Yeah, it is. I just watched it. Season three. I just finished season three. Oh, on actually. Netflix. Okay, so there's uh, the new. Is that that's not the new shit that just came out though? That's airing right now. Oh no! no. So they oh, must okay. be doing season four. Yeah, because I thought it was. Because Netflix it, comes out after like Hulu. Yeah. So like, what Netflix does is they just started doing either it's either like three point five or season four, and Netflix released the old or like the beginning of season right, three. Right. So I got excited because it said new episodes, and yeah. then I was like, I've seen all these fucking yeah. things. No, that great. that was a great season. Great I mean, season. I talk about going to a dark place. Yeah. Like, that whole series, the whole, like, every season, it just, again, like, it took the story of Batman or the story, of, essentially, it's the story of Gotham, right? It's not yeah. even really the story of Batman. It's more the story of Gotham. Right. Um, but, I mean, it just took it to such a dark place. Like, I, I really appreciated um, that series. Steph hates it, but, you what? know. What? Yeah. She doesn't like the creepy Damn. shit. Uh, like I'm that. Surprised. Yeah, she doesn't like narco. She has like she legitimately has like bad dreams from uh, from watching that shit. So from watching narcos. Yeah, or narcos got got like Gotham. Well, Gotham's not even like uh, scary. It's just like yeah, but it, I mean it is it is kind of I mean it's creepy. You it's know creepy, I, mean? like, I guess. But it's just to me, it's because I've always watched it as like a comic or a cartoon. I'm just like, oh, this is fake. Yeah. Right. Versus like narcos is like, damn, there's that. That motherfucker was real. Yeah. And which makes it kind of fucking cool. Yeah. But I agree. My, my laptop's about to die here, so I'm going <laughs> to plug in. And if you guys can hear some faint music in the background, that is the Fit Bar Cafe. Is that Post Malone? Oh, no, it's not Post Malone. It's not, it kind of sounds like him, though. I would know. Yeah, you would. Post Malone's the shit. So, anything new with you? Since we, I feel like... Again, we haven't been on the podcast in a minute, so yeah. fill the listeners in. Um, if you got man, I mean, uh, fatherhood is is kicking my ass as as usual. Um, yeah, I've been getting a lot less sleep these days. I feel like every every like every phase of like child development is like a new challenge. So if you're like a new parent, you totally understand yeah. like what the fuck I'm I'm going through right now. She's four months old, so like they go through these phases of like sleep regressions. So she's she's starting to get into like instead of just like going to sleep like every couple hours, now it's like okay, well, they say to like establish like a sleep schedule, right? So now it's like you know 
understanding the difference between like night and day because before like you know it, it didn't really matter she yeah. was just gonna sleep but now you know establishing this this uh this schedule to where we're trying to find like okay what's what's her bedtime gonna be and trying to put her down and get her into a a routine like a, before she gets built her bed. circadian rhythm right exactly they don't have a body clock but literally i mean because it's like just like a complete change up for her in her development like yeah. it's it's fucking challenging and there's like there's literally articles and blogs and and, and forums or whatever that will say like the first week is going to be like hell yeah right and it's actually like I'm getting less sleep now than, than I beginning. did when we first brought her home. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's yeah, it's it's a it's a new challenge, and it's like you know what's funny, man, is there's there's so much information out there that so like I swear, so this whole time I've been like, and we got two weeks by the way, less than two weeks, and I found out the gender, mm-hmm. and this whole time I've just had this feeling I'm like it's a boy, like I just yeah. have this feeling. And Shannon will read something and be like, well, you know, I read this thing and, like, the way it's sitting and the way I feel about right, this, like, right. it's got to be a girl. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Maybe she's right. Yeah. So then I start switching my mindset and I'm thinking baby names, girls. And then, like, she reads something else and she's like, actually, you know, I kind of have this feeling it's a boy. And I'm like, okay, I'm not even listening to yeah. you anymore. So I just. Well, I, I hear that the way, like, the baby sits in the womb, like, if they're higher up, it's. It's a it's a girl. If it's lower, I think it's a boy. Yeah, it's a boy then. Yeah, because it it always sits low, and then her low back hurts because of it. And like yeah. whenever she's like, "Oh my god, it's kicking," feel it. Yeah. It's like way down low by her pelvis. Yeah. So it's like, so I'm pretty sure. Huh. Boy names are super difficult though. They they really are. We, we talk- had so many girl names, and she, it, actually she picked it out. But yeah, I haven't picked out any for myself. But yeah. she's like, we we had like three and. Blakely was one of them, and I was like, I like that the most. And she was like, me too. And so we're like, we're done. That's it. Yeah. So it's, if it's a girl, it's Blakely. Yeah. But for boys, like, we every week she's got something different. Yeah. And, like, then something becomes too popular, so we can't choose that. You know what I mean? So it's just, like, going back and yeah. forth, back and forth. It's fucking crazy. There, there was a few days, I think it was, like, last week or the week before, where, where Steph was waking up, like, super nauseous. And, like, uh, like throughout the day, she was just getting, like, waves of nauseousness, right? Yeah. She didn't feel very good. And I was like, fuck, like. You know, she's pregnant again, (laughs) you know? She got, like, that implant thing, but... um, Oh, the birth control thing? Yeah. Good, man. I was about to say... But you you always hear stories of, like, the shit, like, not working and, you know, like, there being defective birth control. So, you know, in the back of our minds, I think we both thought for a second that she was pregnant, but... She's not, so... Yeah, crazy, man. You know, I just got to focus on one right now. Shit, talking about big news... Got engaged. That's pretty. Oh fucking yeah, easy, man. yeah. Well done. It was funny. We uh, ass. <laughs> so stupid. Well, you know what's funny is like, I like, I've never like thought twice about it or yeah. like worried about it. I was like, oh, when I do it, I'll do it. It'll be perfect. She'll be right. so happy. And then the week I went and got it, and I was like, all right. So how am I gonna actually do this? I started getting like anxiety and nerves, yeah. and I was like, fuck. This has to be like perfect, like elaborate and everything. And, uh, and I, I mean, I did, kept it pretty simple, but like so many, and then so many people would like influence me to do something and I'd be like, dude, like, I just don't feel like that's me. So I'm, I was riding with, uh, Joey Persia, you know yeah. him. So we're riding and he's like, dude, you just need to like, if she's like low key and doesn't like to be in crowds, just do it how you want to do it. Like, yeah. don't, don't yeah. overthink it. Like, just keep it simple. And I was like, man, that's what I keep telling myself. He's like, well, what would you do, man? And he goes, Oh shit, dude, I flew her out to Cabo and then I had a scavenger hunt and like the whole resort was in on it and it was like this. And he starts going in detail and I'm like, bro, what the fuck? You just told me to keep it simple and don't worry. And then- yeah, but his, his, 
this lady probably appreciated that. Yeah. You know? It was just funny because then I yeah. immediately started yeah. going, oh, fuck. Like, how do I match <laughs> yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. Now, so I did do a scavenger hunt. It just led her out of the apartment and, like, out a ways and, like, right. finding all this shit and, like, old things that we had from our past. And then it brought her back. But really, it just bought me time to get into the house. Yeah. Um, and then my camera died. Which pissed me off. And then my phone. So I was like, okay, so I can't play our song on my yeah. phone now. So I'm going to use that for a camera. And then I did, like, have you ever tried to click record and you think you click it and you didn't? Yeah. I did that. So it was like, the camera died. So I set up my phone all perfect, ran over there, and I never clicked fucking yeah. record. Pretty much every video that's on the Mind vs. Muscle Instagram, has had I've that. done that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> every time. I do it, it every fucking ridiculous. time. So um, we, we went to dinner, and the lady's like, oh, uh, he told me that. You uh, you guys got something to celebrate tonight, and she's like all smiling because she thinks she's talking about engagement. And little does she know, I I, I uh, made the reservations before I actually decided I was gonna propose because I knew I was gonna do it eventually. But I like a week and a half before I proposed, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do it next weekend." Yeah. And she's like, "I heard it's your anniversary." She's like, "And uh, he just proposed late." It's like, "Oh shit, I'll go grab champagne." She's like, "Actually, I'm pregnant now too." The lady's like. What the fuck? <laughs> you guys got a lot to celebrate. <laughs> Seriously. I was like, I'll take some of the champagne. Yeah. Just drank that shit down. Dude, it's, it's funny because, like, uh, you know, sometimes I scroll through, like, Instagram and I see, like, you know, like, what people like, right? And, yeah. like, that's how I find, like, cool shit on Instagram. And, Shannon, like, and so yeah, like I see all all Shannon was liking for like months was fucking like wedding rings. So I remember just screenshotting the one and uh, sending it into like a little group text. Dude, that that was so funny because like that's all we were talking about when we were at at your house having dinner. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That just that just cracked me up. So congratulations to you and Shannon. Like Thank that's you, that's that's big time. The good thing is, is I was able to keep it like. I was able to lie because <laughs> we would talk about all that shit and she would send me a picture or whatever and I would just literally blatantly be like, yo. Like I had a conversation with her like a week before. I was like, hey, I just want to let you know, like I'm, I'm literally not proposing to you on our anniversary. We're keeping it chill. You said no presents. Like don't get fucking excited because it's not happening. Yeah. Like and I was just blunt about it. <laughs> and she was like, okay, like I get it. And so she was like fucking shocked, like yeah. shaking, like what the fuck's happening? <laughs> Hella funny. Played it off really well. It was a busy weekend, man. We also had the Vigor Ground Summit, which is yeah. what we're actually going to kind of break down today. Um, it was crazy. I think that was like – I had so much fun because a couple of things. One, um, did I tell you about the situation with the guy in the bathroom? Let me start with that because it's kind of no. funny. So we're at the hotel, right? So as you know, because the same thing happened to you, um, from – I had it from my website and a lot from the, the podcast as well. Just people coming up and being like, yo, dude, like I follow all your yeah, stuff. Yeah, like awesome. This is crazy to meet you, which for those of you guys who came up, like thank you for coming up and talking to us. We love having conversations with all you guys. And it's awkward almost at first because it's kind of like, like this is kind of weird, like humbling, right? Like right. Because we ha- we're able to reach people, it's just kind of nuts to actually be like looked at like that. But this has been happening. Um, this is like the second no third day because it was saturday i think so it's been happening quite a bit and i'm in the bathroom and i notice a guy walk in and kind of look at me while i'm at the urinal and of course you're kind of like dude what the fuck like this is kind of weird and then i go wash my hands and he keeps staring at me and i'm like dude this is weird and he goes yo and i like turn at him he goes dude are you cody and i'm like yeah are you man. touching your wiener right now <laughs> dude it was like weird i'm like can i <laughs> it was pretty dude it's creepy i'm like yeah and he's like no fucking way. And I'm like, okay, this is over the top. Yeah. And he goes, you're Cody Love? 
And I'm like, uh, <laughs> wait, what? And he goes, the UFC fighter? And I go, oh, shit, no, dude, my name's Cody McBroom. He's just like, oh, shit, dude, I thought you were Cody Love. And oh, just, like, turns away, casually washes his hands and leaves. Had no idea who I was. That's but I was just, hella funny. <laughs> I was like, yo. Wow. For a second, I got kind of creeped out. Yeah. And then I got like, man, I'm really not that cool. <laughs> like, right afterwards. <laughs> but, uh. Lesson, lesson learned, though. Like, you never. I hate when fucking people talk to me in the urinal. So if you. Okay. If you're fucking next to If you just so happen to be next to me in the urinal, please do not talk to me. I don't care who you are. Like, don't say anything. Like, that is the no. most. That's the worst time to have a conversation. If like, you- two guys touching their wiener. Or maybe you're not touching your wiener and, and you're taking a piss. That's not the time to have if, a conversation. If- if or or if you're like I've had people like you know what I mean like if I'm dropping a deuce like who know yeah, that I'm fucking worst. in there and then they're like talking to me it's like bro like shut the fuck up like I don't want to talk if, to you if you this if you're going time. to like don't look at me keep your eyes don't don't, don't talk to me have you seen the video you of the, talk to the, Cody, the two, don't talk the to two me. Canadians that are talking between the stalls while they're taking shit no and the guy's like he's like hey man. Uh, I think we're going to be in here for a while, so I just figured I'd say, what's up? What's your name? And the guy's just like, and, and he filmed the whole thing, and he didn't, the other guy didn't know. Dude, it's fucking hilarious. He, he ends up, like, talking to him, getting his number, because they're going to go play COD together. Dude, it's fucking funny. What the fuck? Dude, type in Canadians taking shits while talking or something like that. Like, one of my clients sent it to me that's a Canadian and was like, this is how you Jesse. do it. No, uh, Janine. Uh, so she's probably this and this, and uh, Janine knows. Because I'm Canadian, so she was like, this is how Canadians do it, huh? And, like, they started laughing. I was, like, dying. That's hilarious. But, uh. Unbelievable weekend. I mean, shit, from Thursday till Saturday, just so many great minds in one place. It was kind of overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and, and for those who attended, like, I know it was overwhelming for a lot of you because so much information was thrown out. And a couple people were like, dude, how do you how do you have, like, full-blown conversations with Luca and extract all that information without you getting don't. overwhelmed? And I was like... Well, you take it all in and you take away one thing and then you come back a couple weeks later and you bring go to the next thing with him, right? Yeah. Because he gets really excited and fired up, so he breaks down everything. Now, and it depends where you're at. Like, I know, like, both of his speeches, because I've heard him talk about a little bit of stuff, I was able to take a lot of notes and then go, okay, what's the first thing I'm going to implement? What's the second thing? What's the third thing? And I think that's the most important thing is if we can look at what they're doing, extract one thing. And then move on, you're going to be way more successful. Right. Because, and even with these podcasts, sometimes we'll throw out so much information. It's like, don't take it all, take one thing. And, and on top of that, like, let's talk about like website optimization because that was kind of a big topic. I think a lot of them were talking about that how was to, like the best topic. How know, to create how to, the best strategy. website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a lot of them, if we look at just doing that, like, you need to go home and do that one thing and then go back to the rest of everything and, and, and simplify as much as possible or else you're just going to get crazy over right. Like, it's just too too much. But that was a huge topic. Um, who was your favorite speaker out of all of them? Joel Jameson, yeah. hands down. Like, you know, he, he made a good point. And his whole thing is on uh, what he's now calling high-performance high recovery. So if you guys go to 8weeksout.com, you can sign up for a course, which is... And again, like I, I wrote out my, um, actually I didn't really write it out. I typed it out on my phone in my notes. What I, what the education is going to be for me in 2018, right? So I'm already thinking about that stuff because I already have this year planned. I go to FRC next month in Austin, and that's it for the year, right? Like I've got my education for this year. I've done a lot of it. Right. Um, so next year, um, uh, he's going to launch. Um, this uh, conditioning certification, right? It's an online certification. It's yep. six. It's like six months long, um, and it's just how to become a beast at 
you know, pro uh, programming for conditioning athletes, and he's the best in the world at it. Yeah. So I figured, fuck it, like, why not learn from the best? Um, you know, I, I do know a lot about conditioning right now, but, you know, I want to learn more. You could so, always, like, and I think that's, like, what you just said there is the most important thing out of all of it. Like, not who, because there's going to be a lot of people listening to this that are like, okay, that's dope, but that's not for me. Mm -hmm. That's fine, but, like, understand that Theo knows a lot about conditioning, but he knows that in order to get better, you have to keep learning, keep experiencing. Right. Same reason why I'm doing that nutrition thing. Like, I've already done a bunch of nutrition, but... I can improve that by going and learning from somebody who's done even more. Yeah, what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so with with Joel's his his whole pitch was and and really like what he started talking about. Of course, it was the high performance recovery, which essentially um, this is how he broke it down, right? Like membership sales as far as gym, and, and this is just in the U.S., right? So this isn't around the world. This is just as a nation, right? In the United States, gym memberships went up by like 800 percent. Um, within the like the last like ten or twenty years, I yeah. forget the exact number. I think it was right? twenty because he was talking about the eighties and everything. Yes, yes. So more people than ever are buying more memberships, right? So they have access to to gyms and they have access to places like Vigor, but right? The obesity rate, but up. the obesity rate is even higher than that. Yeah. So while gym memberships are going up, obesity rate, uh, diabetes, cancer, all of these debilitating diseases. Uh, and these and these chronic illnesses are going are are skyrocketing at even a, a faster rate, yeah. right? So what's the problem? Like, yeah, you can take uh, nutrition um, into play. Like, you know, these you how many times when you watch TV, right? Like, you see these commercials. Um, it's still processed shit that's being promoted. Mm -hmm. um, you know, with these big these big companies who are ultimately winning and getting you to buy their stuff. Um, and there's a lot of psychology behind that, but. Uh, they also realized at how much these people are actually training, right? So they, they, they broke it down as well. So a lot of these people are doing so much training, right? Like, you know, I've had conversations with some of my own personal clients who sometimes do two-a-days or they're in here seven days a week and they're constantly training. They don't allow themselves to recover, no. right? So which results in injury, right? And then... Uh, you can't come to the gym, so then, you know, like, there's obviously this whole chemical reaction that's going on when yeah. you don't come in, uh, cortisol levels go up, how was, you yeah, eat and, and uh, even that, like, that. Even if you don't get injured, you're, it, you can go, 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 and then you'll under-recover, and you'll have a hormonal down-regulation, right. which is going to cause your body not to burn fat, it's going to actually cause your body to store fat, or not build muscle, right, and then the same thing ends up happening. So here was the big aha moment for me, which he, he explained all that, and I was like... Fucking, yeah, like it makes sense. But then he goes into uh, like how people are tracking um, their success, yeah. right? A lot of people have these Fitbits and, and Apple Watches, and they go on a five-mile run, and they burn 500 calories, let's say. So in their mind, they're thinking, okay, five miles equals 500 calories. So I want to get to 1,000 calories because I know that I'm going to go out to eat tonight. Yeah. So I want to be in a calorie deficit, which is going to allow me to lose weight and, and build lean muscle. Yeah. So then they, then they run 10, 10 miles because they, they automatically think that they're going to burn 1,000 calories. Yeah. Right? So basic math. But your body runs off of energy, right? And it, it can only expend so much energy. So in yes, yes, yeah. yes, you might burn 500 calories, but that doesn't mean if you do more that you're going to burn more. Your yeah. body can only do so much. Right. So you have to al allow your body to recover and recover it, a recovery is going to 
burn calories as well, yeah. right? You're still using energy. Well, and let's look at this too. So if you run, like let's say you ran and you burned 500 calories. My fitness pal, Fitbit, none of these are adaptive mechanisms. So they don't understand that your body will actually adapt to that 500 calorie and make it less. So if you do that however many times a week for the next month, in a month, you're no longer going to be burning 500 calories from that same amount of exercise right. because your body because has adapted. adapted yeah. But the machine doesn't know that. And that's why like, if any of my clients are listening to this, they know they always like they'll, if, the, if I see them tracking because I'll check their MyFitnessPal, they, they'll track their exercise. I go ahead and none of that. Like no tracking anything because it creates a poor relationship with food and exercise first of all. But second of all, it misleads you to assume you can eat more than right. you're, you're expending like you were just saying. So that's fucking huge, and I and, and I think one thing that's important too is like, five hundred calories is what you what it says you burn, but it doesn't actually know according to how much muscle you have, um, where you're. If you're already overtrained, or I should say under recovered, because overtrained is really hard to become, um, your body will burn more muscle because it can't afford to burn anything yeah, so else, it right? So it's survival. Fit, so. Yeah. You're actually burning what you're not supposed to be burning. Um, and then let's add to that what he said. What he said something about uh, what people thought they burned. Right. So I was just going to get into that. So they, they did a study to where um, they, people went through this workout and uh, afterwards they, they were asked, you know, how, how many calories do you think, you know, you burned? Oh, people thought they, they burned 600 or 800 calories. So then afterwards they go out to eat and they get something that's, you know, 500 calories, right? So they're like, okay, I'm in this calorie deficit. I'm good. But in reality, they burned about 200, 300 calories. Yeah. So what they thought that they burned because they're, they were going off of their Fitbit and what they usually, right? They connect how much energy I spent or how tired I feel yeah. or how much work I put in, in in a certain amount of time equals X amount of calories. So they automatically have that formula in their head. But because they, their body may have adapted, right, or um, they're just maybe w- working a different energy system, whatever, right? So now they've burned, you know, 200, 300 calories. They go out to eat this, this meal that's 500, 600 calories. Now they're in a calorie surplus. Yeah. Right? So the whole, the whole idea of it was, you know, your Fitbit and your Apple Watch and all that shit, it's lying, yeah. right? Like the, and the fitness industry has lied to you, right, yeah. because they've allowed this to come in. Whereas HRV, the BioForce HRV, is specific to you, yeah. right? Like, let's say Cody wears this this heart rate monitor for a week, and what they do is, as soon as you wake up, you you take your reading, and it's like two minutes long, right? And it and it gives you a readiness score. So red is you need to recover. Maybe you just do some foam rolling and some like light mobility stuff, like a five minute flow. Um, if you're in the yellow, uh, then maybe you you know you might taper off a little bit from your regular uh, training schedule, um, and then green is you're ready to go, give it everything that you got, right? So uh, if you were to do that for a week, and then you had, you know, you had your readiness score, it's going to adapt to what you've been doing, right? So it's it's essentially this algorithm, yeah. right? So if you were to do it for a week, and then I was to go through your same uh, your same uh, HRV or your your heart rate monitor, right? And I was going to use your phone and your app, and I was to put it on. It might my readiness score wouldn't necessarily be for me. It's going based off of you know your my data, yeah, exactly off yeah. of your data. So um, it's completely unique to the individual, which is and they've they've even broken it down to how HRV uh, can uh, predict 
life expectancy. Yeah, that's people, crazy. Which is fucking insane. That's crazy. I think I think the big thing to take away here um, is most people are just going at things wrong, or they're using their fitness tools in the wrong fashion. I think metrics are extremely important because the HRV thing is a, is a form of metric, right? You can use my fitness pal as a form of metric. You can use your steps per day as a form of metric to make sure that you're staying consistent with what you need to do. Right. But if you use it in order to manipulate things so you can like quote unquote win and get more cheat or reward or whatever, I think that's where things start to go downhill. Um, so one thing I will point out is – and I'm not going to go too in-depth because we had a question on this that we'll answer on the next show – uh, is the John Berardi's G-Flux theory. So essentially it's just like an energy balance equation. And what they found is that if you eat more, move more, you actually can retain or build muscle while burning fat. Yeah. But the issue is most people move more, eat less. Yeah. Right. So you, you need to look at this like if you're going to eat less, you need to move less. Or if you're going to eat more, you need to move more. But the movement – shouldn't be hours and hours of cardio like they the the highest range was like eight to nine hours and that's where those were for like high level athletes right but 75 percent of training was skill work for olympic lifts or weightlifting or anything like that so even if you're doing five six seven hours that's great make sure you're lifting in those and then their calories were like three four five thousand calories yeah. a day so they're matching their calories to it and letting it go so i think i think it just really depends on how you look at your balance and just making sure you don't get into like a negative relationship with yeah it. for sure because there's so much that, that can go into it it's just cardio and dieting is what really cause people to suffer you know what right. i mean because people under eat fat they under eat carbs and then they just have like super low calories yeah which is it was it, yeah it was just like listening to joel's whole whole speech man it you know it, it kind of just confirmed and, and gave me some aha moments as far as like what i'm doing here um at the gym uh you know i've, I've implemented some movement classes and not not just to get people to move better but you know to get to allow some recovery time for people yeah right and, uh, you know, we're looking to, to add in another class to give two a week. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, I'll be doing some in-staffs here in the new, near future with, uh, uh, with the team at Vigor Ground. So, you know, they are, are capable of, of programming for their clients and also to, to coach classes as well. Right. Um, because, man, it, it absolutely just needs to be done. Um, and, 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 you know, it actually means subtracting out some of the, uh, the high intensity training, um, that we do here. So in, in, in making, uh, recovery, you know, a part of it's the just system. hard because high intensity is like sexy, right? Yeah. Like everybody wants to do that shit. And it's, yeah. and it's so like, I'm seeing it full fledged with the whole CrossFit thing I'm doing. Like there's yeah. a ton of people in there that probably just go balls to the wall too much. Yeah. Right. Like why? And, and this is. There's there's some guys in there that are pretty lean. There's some girl. There's a couple girls in there pretty lean. There's a lot of strong motherfuckers. And there's a lot of conditioned guys. But why am I? And I hate talking like this, but why am I leaner than 95 to 100 percent of the people in those classes? And I'm last place in every wad. Yeah. Right. It is. It, and it's their conditioning is above me. But it's because I, I'm only there two or three times a week. My Tuesday Thursday is like. Like, I go Thursday, I do boxing, but it's, like, all skill work now because he knows I'm doing this. So, like, we literally are doing mitts. It's not I'm, – I'm fine when I leave there. I'm not exhausted. Tuesday, I do accessory work, and I make sure everything is at, like, 70% of what I could actually lift. So, it's, like, being smart about that recovery, like you said. And then, like, Saturday, Sunday, same thing. It's recovery because I know Monday, Wednesday, Friday when I go to that CrossFit, it's fucking intense, right? right? But – and it's fun. And it's hard not to be, like, I'm going to do this every day because that's probably going to lead to the craziest results. It's yeah. just, like, you got to be smart about that. Um, I, I don't even think I can pick a favorite there. Um, so there's a couple ways I looked at it when I was looking at my notes. Like my favorite two 
from a, a, that fired me up perspective was Jason Phillips followed by Craig Ballantyne because Jason Phillips, and, and this is the only reason, he really didn't go into depth of what he does, which I was actually happy with because I'm, I'm paying to go fly out and do his cert with him. So I was like, I want to save all that for that, you know? Um, which I'm pumped about. That's going to be good. So if anybody is interested in like taking their nutrition to another level, Jason Phillips uh, nutrition certificate. I don't know if there's any spaces left, but look up to it if you can. It's in Vegas in November. But uh, his, because I looked at his model a while back, and the more and more I read into it, it's literally exactly like my business, mm-hmm. just three years down the road. So what he's been able to create and like the empire he's been able to create is literally like a spitting image of what I've had in my mind. So seeing it actually possible on that large of a scale was right. like really fucking motivating and it's just been it, it's fired me up to like map out everything I need to do and then Craig Ballantyne comes on and he's like okay we're gonna map out the next five years of your life and I'm like yeah this is fucking perfect so being able to write down exactly how I'm gonna get to where I wanna be and everything was huge um, and I just like hands on shit I think that was what was cool about Craig's is like here's what he does and it'd be cool like stand up there and talk about the perfect day formula for two hours because I know that's what you do but give us a sheet and make us do it and, like, question us, why are you doing this? How are you doing this? Were you there for his? No. So, like, he gave us the sheet. And it's, like, you literally have to specifically write out, like, in five years from now, where are you, who you're with, and what are you doing? And it was just random. Like, you're, you're celebrating something. You're doing X, Y, Z. Like, what are the accomplishments you made? You go through it. And then you, like, evaluate it. And then you flip the page. And it's the same page again. And he goes, okay, now redo it. Now that you've evaluated it. It was, like, really powerful. So that was cool. And then... Other than that, I would say the combination of Adam and Adam Bornstein and Luca because it was so much targeted towards the website and how to optimize it and how to get people listening. And I think this is important for trainers. Like Adam was talking about like everybody's so focused on getting leads, but they're not focused on taking care of their fucking clients mm-hmm. and just making sure that they're happy. And he's like, these people are already with you. Just make sure they're happy. And that'll do more. So his big thing was like, I see a lot of people out there and this is so true. Like, and I've fallen victim to this at one point. I am, I can train anybody in the world, right? Like, oh, you're an athlete, you're a bodybuilder, you're a mom, anything like I'll take it right now. I have the capability to do that and that's okay. But for me to market in that way, I'm going to fail. Yeah. But if I market to the specific person I know I'm best at working with, I'm going to win, right? Because he was saying, like, it makes more sense to help that one person times a million versus trying to help a million people kind of well, right? Or, like, however he put it because that was not very – didn't do it justice. But I thought that was huge. That was really powerful. And it kind of made me look at my website and, like, okay, like, who is my avatar and am I actually marketing towards them as well as I could be? So that was huge, and and honestly, for the podcast too, like yeah, we, we sure. know exactly who we're talking to now, and it was it, and that reassured it for sure, yeah, because that helped me out a lot. So that was huge. Craig, uh, uh, Ballantyne, uh, or uh, no, sorry, not Craig Ballantyne, uh, Brett Barth, uh, yeah. Bartholomew, yep. right? So I missed his. His was his was really good. Um, you know, he talked about his was on like the psychology of coaching, right? He does he works a lot with athletes. Um, so how to get them to be successful in the, in the weight room, right? Um, or not even just in the weight room, but, you know, just in general. That makes sense right? why, like, because Andy McCloy was hanging out with him a bunch. Right. That makes sense why he was so into that one and everything. So uh, I actually have his book. Luca actually got it for me. And uh, it it was perfect because, you know, I, I, didn't, t- I didn't necessarily take notes on, on what his was like a lot of quotes and his philosophy and, and stuff like that. It was kind of up here just or kind of him just being up there, um, you know, spitting his thing. So 
I was like, man, like, what I really want to focus on this next year, right, is not anything new. It's actually what I do for a living, which is coach, right? So I, I just want to better, I, I want to be a better coach. I want to master that. So right. like in 2018, um, or even leading up to th- 2018, how am I going to become a, a better coach? And not not getting all these different systems or how am I going to monetize myself on, on, on YouTube or anything like that. Like my thing is just master the fucking shit out of coaching because then everything else is just going to fall into place. I don't want to learn all of these different, you know, systems and, and algorithms. Like I, I'd rather pay somebody who's already done that shit right. and outsource and have them do that for me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I just want when, when people come to me, I want that service to just be like outrageous, you know, just completely just like there's no way that they're ever going to train with anybody else. Yeah. So that's what I'm focused on. I got his book. Um, I cracked it open. I actually got it on my toilet. Um, or, or yeah, on, on top of the toilet. So, you know, when I go yep. to the bathroom, then, you know, I read some, I read some pages and that's how I'm approaching kind of like my education, um, you know, from here on out is, you know, I'm not going to try to read 10 books or even 20 books or whatever this next year. My goal is to read three books in 2018 yeah. and, you know, I might read them twice. I might read them yeah. three times through, but extract as much information and apply one thing at a time and, and, think and to make the most out of it. I do the same exact thing. I, I, I will probably read more books than that because I spend more time each morning reading, but I don't – like I stopped doing like, oh, I read – because I used to be like I'm going to read something along the lines of like mindset or business or marketing. Then I'm going to read something on training and then read something on nutrition. And it just clutters your brain. Then yeah. you forget where you were at in exactly. the other book. So like right now I'm reading um, a Russell Brunson book. So it's all business. It's all it is. And then next month, who knows what it's going to be. Yeah. Actually, I already know. It's called Story Wars. But I haven't opened it yet. But I'm going to go into that. So that one's the art of telling stories, which is going to help me on here. It's going to help my content. But it goes back to the one thing. And I think that was the biggest takeaway for me across the board was every single person who had the honor of stepping on that stage agreed with that one philosophy. Right. You should have one thing and you should crush it. Whether they were talking about marketing to your audience, they were talking about coaching, they were talking about nutrition, it didn't matter. Like Jason Phillips said the same thing. He, he probably knows how to do all this stuff, but he outsources for a lot of his marketing. Um, most of his shit is organic and he just does really, really fucking good nutrition coaching because that's what he loved and he knew that was his one thing and he just trusted the process. So if you can take that away, I think that's the huge thing. And that's honestly why like, I'm going all online is because I know that my thing is online coaching. It's blogging. It's that whole entire hub that I built on there. That's my one thing, and, and I can't ignore that. Yeah. And I think that's huge, man. I think that was – it was cool to see like all these super successful guys get on that stage and share that, th- that philosophy. And knowing that all these people came from all these different places and they came together know, like with the same exact thing, not knowing it, right? But they all – did and applied this one thing strategy and now look where they're at right which was fucking huge yeah um yeah i missed i missed all of uh i missed all of saturday unfortunately like i i i started feeling sick on friday but like you know i was like you know i'm good um i'm gonna go which you know i made it and i was fine i was just really tired at the end of the day i woke up saturday morning and like could barely get out of fucking bed and it wasn't like uh it wasn't like the flu or anything because that's been going around a lot but I get up to, uh, to like, make a greens drink, and so I walk from my bedroom to the fucking kitchen. Was just, it's just on the other side of my apartment, so it's not a whole lot of space. 
um, that I had to walk. But like I walked there and I had to rest on the countertop, right? Damn. Because I just felt like I did like 10 workouts. And, uh, you know, and the, and the way that, you know, my mind works kind of like a, li- a little sick is that, uh, you know, I was like, all I have to do is I got to just make it to, I got to make it to the summit. I just got to make it to the hotel. I got to sit down and then right. I'll be fine. Right. And, you know, I'll just put my phone on record for some reason. I, you know, I just had to tell, I just told myself that I had to be there. And Steph looks at me and she's like, you can barely fucking move. Like you're crazy. Like just yeah. sit down and like, you need to, you need to sleep. And I was just like, no, like, I can make it. Like, I'll be fine. You know, it is what it is. Like, you know, I'll handle it. So uh, she actually, like, made me some breakfast. I knew exactly what she was fucking doing, right? Like, takes her time, like, making my breakfast. And then after I ate, like, I just fucking, I slept. Like, I had all my clothes on. Like, I just couldn't. Is that that picture of you with the baby? No, oh, okay. no, I wasn't you were even, wearing the I wasn't even shirt, near. So I was like, no, that was a uh, that was in August, so that oh, was shit. that was three months ago. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, the one that she just posted. Yeah, the one yeah, that okay. she just posted. But no, I mean, like, yeah. I, 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 it's just because like my schedule, like I'm, I'm constantly moving. Like yeah. I probably get like a few hours of sleep a night, and a lot of that just has to do with you know, like I wake up to to like the baby crying sometimes and I wake up at 4 30 every morning train come back watch her uh you know and then so this is a good segue how how has your training changed my training is like a win for me is a 30 to 45 minute workout and and that's like going back to Joel James's talk right like if I can only expend so much energy. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and I know I'm doing this 90 day CrossFit thing, but we can imagine that it's probably going to stop or slow yeah, down when I have I can baby. tell you right now, it's going to stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be doing, yeah. no, dude, I'm going to be like, I'm ordering a weight vest. I'm going to get like some more bands and shit. And I'm probably going to be working at, yeah. at my apartment every day yeah. because my business is like done in my office. Yeah. So for me, it's like, okay, like Shannon, when are you watching the baby? When you're, when you're uh, watching the baby, I'm going to do as much work as I can. Yeah. And if I have free time, I'll do a workout. Yeah. But gone like i'm gonna just go like walks on with the weighted vest i'm gonna be walking with the baby all the time and shit too but and uh you know like you can create this plan right or this idea of how you're gonna do it um but i mean the the fact of the matter is is like you know there's in in like these developmental phases of of kids man it's it's so crazy that each phase is just gonna bring on a new challenge right because people will say like oh okay well like you know once after, like, the first week of having them home, like, you guys are going to, like, you're going to be pulling your hair out. It's going to be super stressful. And then after that, it's going to get better. But then after that, right, like, yeah, it gets better, like, in that one thing that was a challenge. But then there's a new challenge that comes, yeah. right? So there's different things. And it, and it just takes a lot of energy to to, to raise a kid. Uh, for people who have fucking twins, I don't, I don't know how you guys do it. Like, you know, one is just is hard enough. But... You know, for me, and especially how my schedule is set up, you know, for entrepreneurs, I could only imagine how difficult it is, especially if you don't have a nanny, if you, if you uh, and, and your partner or significant other are, uh, are just doing it, you know, really by yourselves. You know, we have her sister that comes over every Friday, which is like a huge help. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, like, you know, we're, we're glad that we're there every day to, like, watch her, spend time with her instead of having somebody else come in or drop her off at a daycare. Yeah. And she's only four months old. Well, dude, and that's you know, like, so. I, I would rather, I, I'm, I'm taking initiative on saving enough money to where yeah. I can chill out a little bit and not stress because yeah. I want to be able to see all that. I don't want to yeah. miss any of it. Um, and I think, like, going back to the workout side of it, like, 
I think the smartest thing to do is not expect to have like a plan like you said but like just get some tools and do whatever the fuck yeah. you can that's why I'm like okay I'm gonna get like a kettlebell a band and a weight vest yeah. and then if Dude, I the get 30 minutes randomly out of friend. nowhere yeah. cool I'm gonna do a complex with the weight vest on and I'm gonna go on a quick walk with yeah. the weight you know what I mean like yeah. simple but no I think that's the hugest thing so uh, before we wrap this up any last takeaways or insights or lessons that you want to give listeners about the summit specifically or, or any pieces of advice I, I think that just Make sure that, like, especially if you if you are a personal trainer, strength coach, whatever you want to call yourself, if you're in the fitness industry, you need to make it to the the Vigor Ground Fitness Summit, and sure, and, yeah. and that's not even a biased opinion, man. Like, I've been to I've been to a lot of continuing educational workshops and stuff like that. Ask anybody who came, dude. It was fucking unreal. And like, it's gonna you be got, more nuts next yeah, year. Yeah, you got like the best individuals in the industry who are the best at what they do you got them coming and congregating on stage and it was there's there's a lot of hands-on stuff um and and there's a lot of stuff that you can take home if whether you're into online coaching if you want to open up your own gym uh if you're traveling to go uh to go meet clients and train them like it's all relevant right and like again like do exactly what we talked about like don't feel like you have to uh listen to everybody and and take everything home and then implement it into your business there's a couple things that you're going to take away that's going to completely change the way that you operate and it's going to multiply uh you know obviously your your business but not only that like your customer service and that's ultimately the most important thing i agree i i I mean i mimic everything you say and then to add to that i would just say that if if you just think of your one thing and you just focus on being the best that you can possibly be on that thing, everything will work out. Everything will pan out. Yes, you need marketing. Yes, you need tactics. Yes, you need to know how to sell. You need to know how to do these things because if you don't, then you won't reach the people that yeah. you can help. But if you were just really fucking good at what you do and you really fucking care, it'll work out. Yeah. And those marketing things will come easier. People will come into your life that will help you with it, so on and so forth. And uh, I also had a conversation with Luca, you know, kind of a little bit of a, a spoiler alert. Um, but next year will be a lot more hands-on. So let's say, yeah. you know, let's take your online coaching business, for example, right? If you uh, if you want to create like a landing page, right? And, and, and there's somebody there, uh, I don't know who's going to exactly speak on that. With the whiteboard breaking um, down. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. So, about that yeah, too. exactly. So it's going to be a lot more hands-on. Yeah. So not only are you going to go through like the lecture, but they're actually going to have you uh, you know, like write a landing page, for example, and then critique you on that, right? Yeah. So you're actually going to create an action step for like, you're going to have action steps and then you're going to create it right there at the summit. Instead so it's not like, leaving, okay, yeah. yeah, like you do it when you, you do, do, the, do this when you get home, yeah. your business is going to And then improve. that journal sits in your exactly. fucking closet. Forever. Exactly. Yeah. You're actually going to get it done. So when you get home, you're ready to fucking go. Yeah. So in other words, get your ass out to Seattle next summer. Yeah. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind vs. Muscle.